L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? Just go to LASIK.com slash quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com slash quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride in the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes three extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Ah, It Could Happen Here is a podcast, uh, and it is kind of happening here uh, mm-hmm. because there just was just an attack on uh, several power substations in the city of North, or not city, in the state of North Carolina um, that left something like 40,000 people without power for several days. I believe at, at the moment at least one person died as a result of this. There have been car crashes. It's pretty fucked up, and... Uh, we are going to be talking about that. Obviously, as a result of this, number one, there were a lot of immediate suspicions that came out that this was tied towards a drag queen uh, story hour type event that was going to be being held um, on the day that the attack was carried out. There's suspicions that this is the result of far right activity. Um and uh yeah, we're gonna talk about that and everything around that right now. Um we have on the episode for today myself. Garrison Davis, James Stout, and we are also bringing in friend of the pod, researcher, and woman about town, um, but not this town, a different town, because we live on opposite sides of the country, Molly Conger. Molly, I've been saying your last name wrong for years, even though we've been friends for quite a while now. (laughs) I don't know why I never said anything. It's come up so many times. Yeah. Um, So, Garrison, you've kind of been taking point on putting together this one, so I'm going to let you kind of take the reins unless you want me to to direct this more. But I do think kind of the place to start is, are we watching a gigantic right-wing insurgency unfold uh, or is this a more complex case? And obviously, the answer is the latter, as it is anytime someone poses a question like that. No, is we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna pick this the simple, more scary, more inflammatory option and leave it at that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, do a that's tweet. Gonna, that's good. Send tweet. No, so yes, um, the aftermath of the North Carolina attack has kind of it's gotten a lot of people to learn about infrastructure attacks for the first time. And get really scared about them and realize that this is a problem and then start bringing up past incidents where this has happened and Mm -hmm. trying to draw this like overall pattern, which isn't entirely incorrect, but the way they're going about it is not very responsible nor really well informed. Yeah. So one of the things we've seen is like the there have been a lot of attack like uh, uh, uh it does seem accurate to say that over the course of the last year or two, there have been more attacks on power infrastructure. Um, but that yes, doesn't we, mean we that have, these are, we have yeah. lots of data on this. There yeah. has the past five years, there has been a pretty strong increase mm-hmm. in the number of attacks on power stations. And it's also true that this is a thing the right has been 
the far right, like the Nazi right in particular, has been trying to get people to do for longer than anyone on this podcast has been alive. Um, this goes back to the Turner Diaries, even pre that stuff. This is in Siege. Um, and this is, you know, there has been very recently this summer a couple of pieces of fairly well put together Nazi propaganda that was advocating for people to carry out attacks like this. And the reason is that it's easy and it's high impact. It's very easy to fuck up a power substation. All you need is a gun. Um, and it's very easy to get away with it because most of them have effectively zero security. Yeah. And it explained how to do it as well, right? Sorry, Molly. Like it, 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 it was literally a guide to fucking up a substation. Yeah, because there's specific... We're not going to give you guys a guide to fucking up power substations on this podcast, but it's not hard. <laughs> yeah. That's um, next week. Yeah, that's well, next week in our three-parter. Yeah, really. It's yeah. on the Patreon. you got to be on the Patreon. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the Patreon special episode, how to destroy power infrastructure for fun and profit. Yeah. No, but I, I think, too, if you're trying to propagandize people to take action, you know, we've all seen plenty of manifestos from people who carried out mass shootings trying to propagandize people to take action in, in that effect. Um, but we've also seen the chats when somebody fails, right? Like if somebody doesn't get what they call it, you know, a high score, if somebody carries out a yeah. mass shooting that doesn't result yeah. in very many deaths, it's embarrassing for them. Um, but this is for the perpetrator, relatively low stakes. If you fail, no one will know. If you miss, no one will know. Um, if you hit the, you know, if you hit it and it just looks like vandalism and the power doesn't go out, no one will know that you failed and you can try again later. You don't die. Uh, and that's yeah. that's the title of one of the one of the yeah. um, pieces of propaganda that I sent you. Right. The title of it is Make It Count, which is um, an abbreviated yeah. form of a quote from Siege, uh, which is, which, you know, in, it's a yeah, Nazi insurgency manual from a couple of decades effect, ago. The general um, gist of the quote is that, you know, the price of failure is death. So whatever you choose to do make it count so this is a way to a relatively low stakes for the perpetrator mm -hmm. way to have a very high impact with low risk of personal yeah. failure and what i did find and we'll get off we'll move to the broader topic in a second because i think focusing too much on the nazis right now is going to frame things the wrong way but yeah. one of the things i did find interesting about that piece of propaganda was the acknowledgement and the introduction that like carrying out these mass shootings is not going to accomplish our broader goals in part because people have gotten inured to them Whereas destroying power infrastructure, if you can fuck up the grid, they believe that's going to like, and I think obviously this is a, a silly line of thought, but they think it's going to like lead to the, I mean, this is always what they think it's going to lead to like the race war that they want, right? That's, that's the, the thinking there. So it the is. The B in that equation is like A to B to C, like yeah, if this, I, then question mark, question mark, race war? Yeah, they're Nazis, <laughs> yeah. you know, they're Nazis. Yeah, they're yeah. not right about things, but um, the, the. The, the fact that all this propaganda is out there, the fact that they've been talking about this so long is part of why everyone is convinced that, like, there's this massive new insurgency that's just broken out and that that's what all of these attacks are, which doesn't mean that none of them are. Um, it's also worth noting that the year before this happened in the same state in North Carolina, a group of Nazis were arrested by the feds for trying to do attack power infrastructure. And they also had plans on the Pacific Northwest where there have been in Washington and Portland attacks on some power infrastructure. I mean, um, it, it, they also, there also just so happens to be a lot of Nazis here. Yeah. The, both <laughs> the Carolinas and the Pacific yeah. and the Pacific and the Pacific Northwest uh, are home to a lot of people who yeah. self-describe as like militant neo-Nazi accelerationists. Yeah. And uh, I, what I think we should do now before we get too much off this, and we, we can return to this topic, is talk about the fact that, and this is kind of the important context, a lot of people who aren't Nazis fuck up electrical grids all the time. Yeah. It's yes. actually very easy and people seem to just enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> it's American pastime. <laughs> I think yeah. there's 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 been a lot of missteps people have taken in talking about this and kind of, you know, some people have gotten scared and have kind of, you know, uh not not looked at this uh fully analytically in a way that is actually really helpful because there's been a lot of kind of retrospective uh misinformation going around on attacks that have happened in the in the past few months that have only really gotten reported on or noticed in the wake of the North Carolina attack, which has kind of caused this narrative to come out that since the North Carolina attack, there's been like a bajillion of other yeah. uh, other attacks happening in quick succession, which actually 
isn't true. So yeah. that's I, I, I first kind of want to talk about the types of stuff that is that people are generally getting wrong about this because it's a, a good a good deal. People are, are are misunderstanding some some of what's going on here. Um, so there was this you know pretty pretty viral uh, uh, story made by a new station in Florida that came out a few days ago. Uh, talking about how it's all caps substations targeted report shows uh, intrusions at Duke Energy power stations in Tampa Bay and elsewhere in Florida. So very scary, obviously, because Duke Energy is also the place in North Carolina that was attacked. But, Founded by the guy who invented the modern cigarette, by the way. Based. I learned that from you. Based. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Um, it, is, yeah. it is based, Garrison. Yes. Okay. But Good if you <laughs> if catch. you look if, if 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 you look at the actual story, these intrusions that they're talking about happened last September. They did not, they did not happen mm-hmm. uh, a, a few days ago. And then also, similarly, uh, for the first time, there was reporting on a whole bunch of substation attacks in the Pacific Northwest. Uh, that reporting was dropped after the North Carolina attacks, uh, in part because a, a, a memo was, was, uh, was posted by a few different news sites that they probably did open records requests in the wake of the North Carolina attack. They found this memo, reported on it, and now people have this, you know, have learned, learned, learned about this other thing that happened in November. So, but people who don't, who really are only looking at headlines or only looking at tweets, um, or posts, wherever, right? Uh, they look at these attacks and they look at, you know, the succession of them. Uh, becoming public after the North Carolina thing, and they're kind of drawing this narrative that these things have happened one after another, and it's part of this brand new wave of things. And it, it is part of a, a, a wave of things in like the broad sense, but it's not all happened within the past two weeks. So the, yeah. the, the, the first thing is like when it's super easy for disinformation and misinformation to spread uh, very rampantly in the aftermath of these types of attacks um, and these types of incidents you know some of these probably are not attacks um and it, it, it's really easy to kind of glom onto an narrative that's compelling and scary and if you just dig a little, little bit deeper deeper you'll realize there's a whole bunch of context that that you're missing so that's always an important first step when the, when these things are happening yeah and it's part of the part of the story here and i think part of why it's important to understand that like the surge in attacks on power infrastructure is a thing, but it's not necessarily tied to the fact that Nazis are attacking the power infrastructure. Is that like, it's easy to do. It's easy to do casually. And this has been known for a while. About a decade ago, 2013, there was an attack in the Bay yep. Area on, I think, was, was it two power substations? Um, yeah, I think so. The Metcalf Sniper. Yeah, the Metcalf sniper. And I, we don't know how many people were involved, but suspected it's 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 su- suspected more than one. Yes, yes, yes. sniper. Um, and this was a very if, if this was a, tr- a practice attack, a training attack, a ter- then it was a very effectively carried out one because we still don't know who did it. And yeah. um, re- regardless of the motive, this incident has been mythologized in a lot of extremist circles as like an example of here's a successful thing that is replicable and you can mm-hmm. get away with it. Yeah. it. This is this is one of the most highly referenced incidents of infrastructure attack. On you know across you know whether you're like a anti-civ luddite or whether you're a neo-Nazi accelerationist, this is this specific 2013 attack is highly referenced, yeah. and we'll circle back to this towards the end. Uh, but I guess I'm, I'm going to quote from a, a recent report by the George Washington University on power substation attacks. Um, they are they are extremely common. They are they are becoming increasingly common since 2016. White supremacists are not the only ones who, who do them. They were also um, from from 2016 to, to 2019. A whole bunch of uh, ISIS inspired terrorism also hit su- su- um, substations across the United States. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are they are they are not exclusively done by white supremacists. And there's also Sometimes they're just shot at by random people with guns. Yeah, and, um, and to be step and, and, up from a road sign. Let's, let's be honest. So the Metcalf attack, it's not impossible that it was just an unusually lu- lucky group of yahoos who wanted to shoot some power infrastructure. We have <laughs> so no I, idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. the number of rounds fired directly yeah. into yeah, the no, I, I, system I, probably I, makes that unlikely. All, all, uh, almost but, every intelligence agency will disagree with you on that, Robert. Yeah, but they, you know what? They didn't catch shit. They didn't catch shit. But to Robert's right. point, I think, yeah. I think there is some value in remembering that 
a drunk guy in the woods might love to fire a gun at something that's yeah. going to spark. That's and if you're going to shoot funny. a gun, yeah. you might as well shoot it a lot. No, I, I, I but you probably like, wouldn't shoot it two hundred times. No, <laughs> it, it it was very it was it was very anyway. I, I yeah. there is we and we talked about this a bit in our planning. There was one attack, and Molly, you you probably could recall the year better than I was, but it was a couple of years ago where the guy attacked a power substation because he and he talked about this at length in his trial he thought people were on their phones too much yeah so i said i sent this one to you the other based, day so, based. my i i loved i love to find a court record i love mm -hmm. to spend all my all my pocket mm -hmm. change on pacer and they've given me access to the law library so i spent all day today um looking for any case where not not just charged or convicted but any case where um usc 1366 18 usc 1366 was brought up. So uh, 1366 is the, the federal statute for damaging or conspiring to damage an energy facility. Mm -hmm. and so energy facility means power lines, power substations, coal mines, nuclear facilities, any place where power is made, right? So it's a pretty broad statute. And so I looked up uh, a few dozen cases where that was on the table to sort of bring the temperature down and say like, okay, aside from Nazis trying to cause a race war, what are some other things that lead to somebody getting charged with this. There's other yeah. motivations, other scenarios. Um, and that case was um, Jason Woodring. Um, Jason Woodring in August 2013, he tried to use a, um, this is a, a quote from some news coverage at the time, tried to lasso a train with a cable <laughs> attached to a high voltage tower. <laughs> oh, Honestly, Chad, Chad. uncritical yeah, support. Yeah, just just of the pod. Um, he is still in prison. Right to Jason, this man. Said, right, right said to letters. Yeah, we'll do a t-shirt fundraise. Everyone was fundraise. too distracted by their screens, by their phones, by their gaming. And he just wanted people to remember what's important. So he Which tried to lasso trains. a train. With yeah. a high voltage wire. Now I probably um, don't need to. Yeah. yeah, we probably don't need to add this. He was a big enthusiast of methamphetamine. <laughs> he has some court-ordered substance abuse treatment. And we wish him nothing but the best. Yep. Yeah. I, I think yeah, yeah, yeah. he's going to be just fine. Um, mm -hmm. But I so I found some other cases where there was an intentional attack with the you know with the stated intention of bringing down the grid but for like non nazi reasons yeah um in the in the early 2000s um a bunch of elf um, yep. activists were charged mm -hmm. with 1366 for arsons to energy facilities um this is an odd one in 2019 a guy named Stephen McCrae uh was sentenced for attacking uh, one substation by shooting out the cooling fins and as part of his plea agreement he admitted to three other attacks um, he got caught because he told a friend of his that he'd been shooting shit up. <laughs> and his friend, was, his friend was concerned and went to the FBI and they had his friend record some of their Snitch. conversations. Oh, bad friend. Snitch. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, and so he, he said things like um, you know, his stated motive was attacking corporate America. So something okay. would be done about global mm. warming. He wasn't well, otherwise okay. noted as an environmental activist, but he was concerned about the corporations, which I don't me know if that's too, sort of buddy. Alex Jones <laughs> yeah. coded yeah. language about the globalists. Or yeah, that could, that could have come from using? a couple of different places. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Lizard people, maybe. Who knows? But he, right before his arrest, he told his friend that he was planning a granddaddy event that would make yeah. national news and <laughs> shut down the whole West Coast. <laughs> okay, yeah. well, okay. that's, maybe, that's maybe probably maybe why the, the friend went to the FBI. Yeah, yeah, you can't, yeah, 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 sometimes. You can't, uh, don't tell that to your friend. Yeah, yeah. or really anyone if you're planning like, to do that. Your friend is still snitching it, that sucks, but like, don't, don't tell yeah. that to your yeah. buddy. Although, uh, according to the um, Bureau of Prisons Inmate Locator, which is another tool I've, I really enjoy, mm -hmm. he was released in September. That's oh, good. I hope he's doing better. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And, and, and I'll say because this, I think, uh, helps to make the point that like this is not all or mostly Nazis doing this kind of thing. Right, a so lot, yeah, of, yeah, a yeah. lot of people want to do this. To make about the you know these sort of I found a third case that sort of fits the same pattern. A guy who shot out a transformer for reasons I can't quite discern based on the court filings. But again, in all three of these cases, the Miles Maynard case in Alabama in 2008, Jason Woodring in 2013, Stephen McRae in 2019, they all had court-ordered psyche valves. And in, in, in McRae's case, there were questions about his competency to stand trial. Miles Maynard died shortly after being released from prison. 
these, these are people who were not mm. well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not that not that being unwell or having a substance use problem makes you shoot no. at a substation, but these aren't explicitly ideological. These <laughs> yeah. are people who just got an idea in their head and didn't control it well. Yeah. And it, yeah. I, I think part of when you're kind of looking at just any of these attacks and you're trying to discern as stuff pops into the news, is this likely part of a an insurgent trend or is this like some dudes fucking around? One of them would be like, what was the how much like how much effort and planning does it look like went into the the Metcalf yeah. attack looks like quite a lot. I would yeah. say the most recent Portland and Washington attacks, given the extent to which there were break ins, look like it was organized. They seem very a lot of steps yeah. had to had to go in. So I, uh, yeah. let's have an ad break and then we'll go yeah. into some more actual yeah. details of the North Carolina attack and some of the Pacific Northwest ones mm-hmm. and then kind of circle yeah. back to why yeah. people are talking mm-hmm. about accelerationism so much. Yeah. You know who loves planning a series of infrastructure attacks? The sponsors of this show. Mm-hmm. Attacks Black. on the infrastructure of your wallet. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? Just go to LASIK.com quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride in the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes 3 extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. We're back, oh. and nothing that we said before the break can legally be called incitement. Um, it's a joke. It's fine. So uh, now we're we're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit more about the details of the North Carolina attack and some of the attacks in the Pacific Northwest, and yeah, just get get into some more of the actual details that have been going on uh, with these most recent attacks that have kind of caused people to speculate on various things. So. The agencies involved in investigating the North Carolina Moore County attack have disclosed very little information about what's happened. Yeah. Uh, they've they've said that the equipment was hit by gunfire and that the shooters appeared to know what they were doing. Uh, investigators have found nearly two dozen shell casings from high powered rifles um, in in the area. Uh, around forty five thousand uh, people lost power. And uh, that power outage lasted for like at least five days as as the company tried to replace these very large pieces of equipment, uh, many of which were damaged beyond repair. So investigators are zoning in on two threads of possible motives uh, centered around extremist behavior uh, for the for the for the attack that happened last last Sunday. Uh, one of these, one of these is writings by extremists on online forums encouraging attacks on critical infrastructure, uh, as well as uh, a series of recent disruptions of LGBTQ plus events across the nation by domestic extremists, uh, according to law enforcement sources disclosed to CNN. So these these are the two things that 
people are looking into. Uh, initial uh, uh, speculation, like of the night of the shooting, uh, centered on right-wing backlash towards a drag show that was set to be held that same day at a nearby theater. The drag show was shut down as it was going on because the power went out. Um, and there was a, a a local a local activist made some cryptic comments on their Facebook, and they then received. Uh, a police visit. The police no prayed with them cryptic. about it. I, I also like that the, 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 the this person who who made these cryptic posts um, was also an army psychological operations officer. Mm-hmm. So former, they, she's uh, she's they, left. They literally worked in psyops. Was, she was, was asked like, to leave. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She, I don't think she her job was why? psyops. <laughs> Like her yeah. job was psyops, and she, this was the person that 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 posted about this being tied to the drag show. So take that as as you will. Um, this person's group earlier that day uh, had had a protest uh, inc- involving armed individuals in military gear to to you know push back against the uh, the drag show. So, but but yeah. So the, 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 those are the two threads that investigators are looking into. Is one accelerationist uh, rhetoric and writings that has gotten more popular the past few years, and then two, may be connected to this wave of, of, of like, anti-queer stuff. <sighs> Let's see. Um, one, 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 one interesting kind of thing of note is that uh, three weeks before this attack, another substation was deliberately disabled in eastern North Carolina. Uh, this th- this attack happened on Friday, November 11th. It sh- it shut down electricity uh, for about 12,000 homes and businesses. Power was restored in a few hours, though. This one this one was easier to fix. Um, in a statement posted on the company's website for a few days after the incident, uh, they described it as vandalism, and the company said that vandals quote damaged transformers, causing them to leak coolant uh, oil. Uh, but the statement does not explicitly say what the method was. Yeah. And this is, again, not uncommon because you're trying to, like, find people who might have, like, that's part of how you can, like, make a case against people is if you can prove they know details of the case that aren't publicly possible. Like, there's a reason why they're not going to say what caliber the weapon is or whatever. Yeah. They did say it wasn't the same as the one used in uh, in the Metcalf attack, which was 7.62 short. So, yeah. Yes. But the, the gun that was used on the December North Carolina attack was different than the casings found. At, at, at the, uh, Which, at the, two, yeah. the t- 2013 one. In fairness, the, doesn't mean much. It yeah. d- does not no, mean much no, at no, all. No, it doesn't. I know there was a lot of initial sort of anger and frustration over the use of the word vandalism in the initial reporting. Um, I think it's fine to use that word because when you don't know what happened, yeah. all you can see that happened is that someone damaged property. We don't know the motivations behind it. We don't know that they intended to knock out power because like we said, Sometimes people in the woods just shoot at shit because it yeah. looks funny. So I, th- I think it's fair to not want to use that word, but I think in yeah. initial reporting, especially from authorities, especially from people who could get sued for libel later down the line, the word yeah. vandalism is not incorrect. No, and it's this is like I, I think if you're at if you want to know like what would immediately set some someone off that like something is likely not vandalism, well the Metcalf attack is good because uh, so much was fired at the transformer. I would say if like a thing that would make me think maybe this is just some Yahoo fucking around is if it's 30 rounds or less fired and there's no attempt to actually break onto the facility. Um, 30 right, rounds because like that's kind of a standard capacity magazine. Well, and yeah. Which ones the reason, don't? The reason why, because because the, the North Carolina attack in December did not have many rounds, but the reason why it isn't, we do know it's intentional, is two substations were hit um, yeah, that like like one person hit one, then traveled and went to another. It was like mm-hmm. the, it just seemed like a lot of were... a lot of people sort of expressing this outrage. But you know, as we're tying these other incidents to it, you know, the ones in Florida, the ones in the Pacific Northwest, when we have very little information, it's okay to call it vandalism because that's yeah the baseline, yeah. right? That you don't have to use if you start using terrorism for every minor incident, it it dilutes it. It's not helpful. It creates hysteria. So I just wanted to get yeah. that on the table. Anything yeah, and well, I mean like but, yeah. So uh, even in like uh, November, the FBI was issuing warnings um, of, of of reported threats to electricity infrastructure by people espousing racially or ethnically motivated extremist ideo- ideologies to uh, quote create civil disorder and inspire further violence. 
So uh, FBI was sending bulletins to to private industry um, m- multiple times in the past two months. There's been a lot of yeah. bulletins being sent out, mm-hmm. um, which is, I think, part of why this – in the aftermath of the attacks with all these public record requests and more reporting on it, where people are realizing how much of a thing this actually is. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think in, – in, in attacks like these – on on substations or other power grid infrastructure are definitely more common than what you might think and do seem to be increasing in frequency on in the yeah. in, in the broad sense and, and um, yeah. some of some of them are certainly have as we know from arrests that have taken place are part of decentralized right-wing attempts at an insurrection that's not wrong to say it's just the the problem is larger and more complicated than that and to some extent, it's a problem of like I I would I would be shocked if part of the explanation for why this is happening so much more is not that Americans have a shitload of guns and during the pandemic people were bored and kind of going crazy like you know people have like, no chill yeah they have no yeah, chill yeah. they're stuck at home and you're out in the middle of nowhere and it's easy to do and you want to see something spark that's part of the problem right. Yeah, yeah, I mean, and they, they have been increasing since 2015. There's, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. Th- there were 70 reports of emergency electric incidents and disturbances mm-hmm. caused by dis- uh, suspected physical attacks, sabotage, or vandalism <laughs> from January to August of 2022. Um, that figure represents a 75% increase from 40% uh, around uh, reports in like 2015, which is the first year that there's comparable data for. And it's it's also worth really noting that there is and was as soon as this happened in Metcalf in 2013, suggestions were made as to a really easy way to make it harder to do this, which would not be wildly expensive, which is to put sandbags in front of the coolant systems, yeah. which will block most conventional rounds. And at that point, I tech. Like, yeah, yeah, not yeah. high tech, yeah, not uh, hard to accomplish. And it would also let you know anyone who is going to get around those sandbags They're is going to be ideologically committed, right? Yeah. For whatever yeah, reason. Yeah. Yeah. You could shoot a, a sandbag still. A, a, a reason why there is so many of these attacks is because a lot of these very important pieces of infrastructure are highly visible and really mm-hmm. only protected by a chain link fence. So yeah. in a lot of cases, an attack can be carried out without even entering any kind of restricted grounds. You can yeah. sh- point a gun through a chain link fence and, and, and do the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, or, I mean, you yeah. can... Yeah, hundreds of yards away, right? It's very, like, you know, a 308, you could be easily several hundred yards away out of the range of any camera and you could take enough pot shots to destroy it. It has that kind of penetrative power, a 30 at six, you know, Um, not hard. Hunting rifle that your granddad has, you know. Yeah. Anyone who shoots elk regularly could do this, you know, without any without without any realistic way of catching them if you're out in in a, a rural area. I'm kind of shocked that these people actually didn't like in terms of like, I, I don't know, like um, there's there's this we can talk about this later, but obviously the area they're in has a very high concentration of, of very heavily trained people in unconventional warfare. But oh, yes, we should. That is a, that is a factor in North Carolina is yeah. that all of this is occurring on the outskirts of Fort Bragg. And a year yeah. ago, people who were active duty Marines attempted to carry out a similar attack and were Nazis. Yeah. Do we want to talk about a little bit about that specifically about Robin Sage yeah. or is that too interesting? Yeah. Yeah. Um, cause I think it's relevant. Certainly like the first thing I thought when I thought about this area was like, Oh shit, that's right by Southern Pines. I think maybe the, the, the show was supposed to happen in Southern Pines, which is kind yeah. of central to the United States army special forces community. And a few times a year there people they- newly qualifying to be SF soldiers will do an exercise called Robin Sage um, it's our it's military LARPing. Yeah, well, like the terms, yeah, yes, it, it's the military doing LARPing, uh, but also not the military, right? So, like, people I'm sure will be familiar, and um, people who enjoy Twitter.com will be familiar in the fact that they, the United States has sometimes helped rebel movements across the world to overthrow governments. That's the thing that it likes no. to do. It's, yeah, it's shocking. Uh, they, 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 yeah, they, 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 every revolution, in fact, mm-hmm. has been fomented by the United States and the CIA specifically mm-hmm. because people can't think for themselves. Um, so they, what they do in Robin Sage is they practice training a rebel movement that's comprised of civilians, right, or untrained fighters. Uh, so these people will go out in small teams, uh, infill, and then they'll meet a bunch of people who are not soldiers. They might be former soldiers, they might be local volunteers, they might be people from the area. Um, 
and they will train them for a few days, right? Just like they would if they were actually training up like a guerrilla army, and then they'll mm -hmm. do a simulated attack. Which you and might recognize as potentially a bad idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, which we now might be seeing mm -hmm. as an issue because uh, someone, someone did an attack. Uh, mm -hmm. So, like, you have in that area a ton of SF troops, right, um, who span the political spectrum, and a ton of randos who have been trained by SF troops in yeah. guerrilla warfare, right? Unconventional warfare is what they call it. Uh, and if you were doing unconventional warfare... This would be a very effective thing to do, right? That's why there's been this massive panic about cyber attacks on the grid, mm -hmm. especially since the start of the war in Ukraine. Very funny. We panicked about cyber attacks when, in fact, you could just go shoot it. Uh, you, you don't need to be that complex. But that's right. It, it's a weak mm -hmm. point, and and you would know that if you've been practicing unconventional warfare. And so, like this happening in this very specific area, yeah. Kind of raise it, some flags for me. It, it, it's not super weird that this is the second time in the course of a year that there's been an attempt or a successful attack on North Carolina power infrastructure, mm. right? Like it's not yeah. surprising. Yeah, I mean, it's, 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 this yeah. is this is at the very least the DHS is is not surprised about this. Earlier this year, they've <laughs> no. they, they they have issued yeah. many alerts warning that domestic violent extremists are gonna are, are planning to target the power grid. Um, in February, yeah. three people had to plead guilty, which we already talked about. Um, in, in 2020, there was those people arrested in Idaho. They were planning uh, attacks on on power stations and highlighting highlighting uh, locations of transformers oh, and, yeah. and other substations and other power infrastructure and planning to take them out and then using the blackouts to go do other crimes, including assassinating ideological op opponents. So like there's, there's been a lot of, there's been a lot of extra focus on people's plans to do infrastructure attacks and, uh, you know, plans on like, Hey, this seems like a problem. And people have been talking about it more, more because it, it does seem to, there is in, at least increasingly high, high, high profile cases. Um, yeah. And at least in the case of this past one in North Carolina, the, D the DHS is currently saying that it does appear to be deliberate, um, and they're in, they're investigating to see if it's it, it, if it is tied to ideological motives. Um, but I, again, it, it is worth emphasizing that not all of these things are are these ty types of incidents. The, uh, an example of something that I think has been misreported on is this recent attack, uh, or <laughs> it's not an attack, but it's been reported as an attack in South Carolina. Um, on uh, December 7th, there was an individual in a truck that opened fire near a, a, a Duke Energy facility. Um, employees witnessed this truck pull up. Uh, it was around 5.30 p.m. Uh, this guy opened fire in what appeared to be a long gun and then sped away. No, no one was hurt. There was no outages. There was no reported property damage. Um, and currently, sheriffs are saying that this was a that this was a completely random act that was that wasn't even targeted at the power station. They, they said that the, the only connection between this shooting and the power station was their proximity. This wasn't an actual attack on a power station. This, this was just, just a coincidence. But because this was a few days after this attack in North Carolina, people can read headlines about yeah. someone shooting outside a power station in South Carolina yeah. and get turned into this big thing. And you're like, that's actually not what's going on. You need to look a little bit closer. No. It, um, it, it, similarly with this stuff in Florida, <laughs> uh, you know, there's been a lot of re retroactively you know, trying to apply this 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 um, accelerationist idea onto those onto those instances as well, when there's simply not the evidence. Yeah, it's um one of the things you have to like as talking about the fat the folks who are like insurrectionary. One of the force multipliers they have is that the United States has a tremendous amount of people who are just assholes and have guns. Um. <laughs> And that's, not just their own guns, guns they uh, stole from the military. That that is also a factor specifically <laughs> right, so, you know, in North Carolina. Back to yeah. James's point about the proximity to Fort Bragg, though, you know, right? So Fort Bragg and Camp Lejeune, obviously different branches of the military, different parts of the state of North Carolina. But you know, there was that attack last month that was near Camp Lejeune. We have the Camp Lejeune cell that was wrapped up. Um, they're actually still awaiting trial on the third superseding indictment. And they were stealing um, guns, right? Or at least attempting to. That's how they got caught. guns from yeah. the military. Mm -hmm. The initial indictment yeah. was for um, illegal, for trafficking and illegal guns. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, yeah. The Marine Corps lost a ton of plastic explosive at 29 Palms uh, last year as well. Like a, a very large amount, which is, is concerning. Yeah. A startling quantity of high explosives. Right, and so um, I was combing court yeah. records for anything mentioning Fort Bragg, looking for other cases related to this specific geographical area, because the Moore County is 
literally right outside Fort Bragg, um, which is where the U.S. Army Special Forces um, are are hanging out. Um, And so this would not be the first time we had radicalized soldiers out of Fort Bragg. I mean, you go back to the 80s. Michael Tubbs, a founding member of the League of the South, did his first terrorism when he and some other Special Forces buddies committed armed robbery of machine guns from Mm -hmm. the Army for the Klan. Yeah, uh, with the intention of using them to start a race war. Yeah. Um, but then in August of this year, a special forces soldier uh, named Killian Ryan was indicted for lying on his security <laughs> clearance application. He had already been granted a security clearance, mind you. He had been granted this clearance. Um, but it turns out, ooh, he was a Nazi. I don't know how the security clearance process didn't catch the fact that his email address was <laughs> Nazi Ace fourteen eighty eight at gmail.com that he registered his phone number. Oopsie doopsie. Uh, oopsie. But they did not catch that. Yeah. Easy to well, overlook. You know, um, sometimes, sometimes it's, it's sometimes it's it's yeah. hard to check. You know, there's <laughs> lots of e- simple <laughs> mistakes that anyone could make. Well, yeah. anybody uh, can make this kind of mistake. So, you know, you see this wasn't a surprise to DHS and it shouldn't be. These are their no. mistakes. Um, I also did want to note as we're talking about these special forces guys and the potential of them being radicalized, uh, there's oh, also you like Timothy McVeigh. I or well, Timothy McVeigh was regular army, um, but he washed out of special forces. Training. Yeah, he 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 didn't quite make it. Um, but uh, big stealer. Uh, what's his name? Um, yeah, um, yeah. There's the, this is this is like not a uh, um, this is not an uncommon thing. I right? am currently um, writing yeah. a story that includes a large section about a marine that yeah. uh, tried to steal equipment. Uh, from military bases uh, to then go do a mass shooting at a synagogue. Yeah. Um, and this guy has was a Nazi before he joined the Marines. And this We've is, got this to is shut down a... the Marines until we yeah. figure out what's going on. <laughs> yeah. We have got to shut this down yeah. until we figure out what's going on. So true. Um, yeah. yeah, and you've got Eric Rudolph, the guy Money's who carried going. out the Olympic Park bombings in 96, was a was with the 101st Airborne Division. He was an air mm-hmm. assault specialist, um, and he carried out the bombing of the Olympic Park we- in Atlanta, Georgia, and then went on the run for months, I think. Yeah. And he was a Nazi, by the way. <laughs> oh, it was he was on the run for a long time. His, yeah, it uh, took his autobiography a while. really de- mm-hmm. details all the squirrel and nut yes. eating he did in the woods. Yes. Uh and by the way, he carried out a number of other bombings, including That's a bombing of an he carried out a bombing of an abortion clinic. He carried out the bombing of a lesbian bar. Um We talked about yeah. this earlier this year on uh Yeah, on yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we 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 did Part of one of our mm-hmm. many series, we, yeah. we talked about this guy. We had we had we had a whole episode <laughs> dedicated to him. I, I do want to briefly talk about some of the yeah. stuff happening in the Pacific Northwest as well and how this mm-hmm. ties in and how it, there is, yeah. a, as opposed to some of the incidents that were like the incident in South Carolina, stuff in the Pacific Northwest, while happening previous to the North Carolina attack, does seem to be deliberate. Um, and it has and there has been some interesting pieces of information that have come out in the past few days. So the electrical grid has been physically attacked at least six times in Oregon and Western Washington since mid-November. Attackers used firearms in at least some of the incidents in both states, and some power customers in Oregon and Washington experienced at least brief service disruptions as a result of the attacks. Uh, Just two days before the North Carolina attacks, uh, the FBI and Oregon's Titan Fusion Center issued a memo that warned utilities about about both these recent attacks and how there could be more of them. Uh, saying, quote, power companies in Oregon, Washington have reported physical attacks on substations using hand tools, arson, firearms, and metal chains, possibly in response to an online call for attacks on critical infrastructure. Uh, Continuing to say that uh, in recent attacks, criminal actors bypassed security fences by cutting the fence links, lighting nearby fires, shooting equipment from a distance, or throwing objects over the fence and onto the equipment. And the aim, according to the memo, is, quote, violent anti-government criminal attack, uh, which is kind of a catch-all term that these people use for a whole bunch of kind of white supremacist-affiliated accelerationist violence. It's kind of a silly term because these people really aren't anti-government. They just just want – they're, it's a it's a fascist. term they like because you can – They're anti-this government because they think this government's too liberal. Um but but yeah, so there was there was an attack on a substation in Clackamas County on Thanksgiving morning. 
the power company calls this a deliberate physical attack. Um, they, this, this is the one where two people cut through fences and use firearms to shoot up and disable numerous pieces of, of equipment. Uh, a, a security specialist for the company wrote this kind of brief on it and 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 has t- mentioned how that there are local people who are affiliated with you know larger networks of extremist groups that have called for s- such attacks and have provided instructions on how to do these types of things. Um, and saying, quote, there's been a significant uptick in incidents of break-ins related to copper and tool or materials theft. But now we are dealing oh, with yeah. quickly escalating incidents of sabotage. Um, so that's the kind of that's that's the brief from the, the security security specialist who works at this power company. Um, four days after that Thanksgiving morning attack, there was another incident at a Portland General Electric substation, also in the Clackamas area. So these things happened pretty close to one another They're in, in the same county. Some of the same people were affected. A uh, few details on this one have been released. Um, but the PG&E team said that, uh, quote, our teams have assessed the damage and have began to repair the impacted facilities. Knocking out the lights is it can be an end goal, right? That everyone it's it's dark and it's, everyone's inconvenienced. And there's an idea that, you know, making things worse will help fence sitters radicalize towards towards the right and yes. become accelerationists yeah. Yeah, themselves. Yeah. But the darkness, it's not its own end goal for some of these people. You know, in the um the Camp Lejeune cell in the Collins case, they specifically spelled out in some of their planning discussions that the darkness was step one. Once the lights were out, once um, infrastructure was damaged, the police were distracted, communications were down, people couldn't use their cell phones, they would use that period of chaos to carry out a series of targeted assassinations. Yeah, And that's not a new idea either. Um, I found a case from the 90s, even. Um, This case from the late 90s, the North American Militia. It was a splinter group from the Michigan Militia Wolverines. Uh, Randy Graham and Ken Carter went down in this case... um, They were reconning targets, including power stations, TV stations, a military base, federal buildings. Uh, And their plan was to knock out communications and power and use that period of chaos to kill several federal judges and politicians. So this is a recurring theme. You know, this case was in the 90s. And then we have that recent case, the Collins case. Those guys haven't even been tried yet. Um, And the stated intention is to use that period of chaos to do additional crimes of terrorism. And I mean, there has been more incidents that definitely do seem to be intentional. Like uh, beyond the ones in Oregon, there was also ones in Western Washington um, that that included setting the control houses on fire, forced entry, and sabotage of intricate electrical control systems, causing short circuits by tossing chains over the overhead uh, bus work, and a ballistic attack with small caliber f- firearms. Yeah. So that's that's a lot of stuff going into uh, a. Uh, yeah of like like in terms of like yeah, no planning and preparation going into something that's happening that's a perfect example yeah and if you're as a general rule if you are encountering one of these stories and you're trying to determine should i put this in my head as something that is maybe part of something bigger or something that might be people fucking around that's the kind of stuff to look for is like how much effort went into it how elaborate was it does it seem like planning was involved i would say another thing is like does it seem, is it timed for something like Thanksgiving, right? Like it's not an accident that they picked Thanksgiving to attack a substation because if you're trying to do something that's going to have an impact, doing it on a day like that where everybody's at home, people are, and there's also a higher power draw in general, like there's a lot of reasons why someone would want to do that, but it all points towards this is something that's part of an organized uh, set of actions as opposed to the normal thing of Americans attacking their own power infrastructure for no good reason. Yeah. Which we love to do. We do. Do, you, do you know, do you know what else we, we love to do, Robert? Consume goods and services, Gareth. Mm-hmm. That's right. We love, we love yeah. consumption. Hogs. Like yeah. And our hero based lasso King would say that's part of the problem. L A S I K. LASIK.com. Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? Just go to LASIK.com slash quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com slash quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Happy Pride from Tomboy X, celebrating pride and the queer community all year 
Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes 3 extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. we're back uh all right garrison take us take us home which hopefully is not fort bragg no we're, <laughs> yeah, we're yeah, yeah pivot this podcast is run by the uh sock. <laughs> yeah hopefully hopefully not so so yeah the, the the past year we've seen federal authorities multiple times warn about these types of threats to critical infrastructure there was a local uh, bulletin posted in in late november after the attacks in oregon and washington uh, saying that uh, the targets of potential violence includes uh, public gatherings, faith-based ins- institutions, LGBTQ plus communities, um, uh, schools, uh, racial and religious minorities, government facilities, and personnel, and U.S. critical infrastructure. So it's it's definitely it's definitely something that are that people are talking about more as incidents have have do do seem to be getting more common. Um, I'm, now I'm gonna I'm gonna gonna use some of the research from a, uh, an, not an article, but I, I guess not quite a study, like this, uh, I don't know how to describe it, uh, in an analysis piece, I guess, from George Washington University's program on extremism, entitled uh, Mayhem, Murder, and Misdirection, Violent Extremist Attack Plots Against Critical Infrastructure in the United States. So since 2019, white supremacist attacks uh, and plots against critical infrastructure uh, do seem to have uh, distinctly increased. Between 2016 and 2022, white supremacist plots targeting energy systems dramatically increased in their frequency. Uh, 13 individuals associated with the overall white supremacist movement were arrested and charged in federal court with planning attacks on the energy sector. Um, 11 of these attack planners were charged after 2020. Uh, the rise of accelerationist ideology and doctrine during the past decade did likely fuel these increased attacks um, within the white supremacist milieus that are targeting critical infrastructure and, and the energy sector in particular. So if, if you look at the data from 2016 to 2022, if you look at 94 cases of individuals who are alleged to have planned, quote, violent extremist attacks, uh, 50, 59% of those people were identified as white supremacists and 37% of those incidents involved some level of planning uh, uh specifically planning attacks on critical infrastructure. Now, six of those 16 white supremacist plotters had uh, uh, discernible, tangible connections to named groups and organizations like the Bay, Saddam Waffen Division, and the National Socialist Movement. And but and 14 out of the 16 uh, uh, people were known participants in a greater kind of online network that uh, connects various like cells or even just aesthetic styles uh, common among the neo-Nazi accelerationist movement. So, and uh, one of the more kind of uh, interesting data points is the number of white supremacist plots that are specifically focused on the energy sector, uh, related to nuclear reactors, materials, um, with the waste sector, and of course pa- power substations. Uh, thir- there's 13, 13 cases of individuals who uh, reportedly planned to conduct attacks on a variety of, of energy infrastructure from small assaults on local on local power lines to potentially devastating attacks on power grids or even nuclear facilities. 
and uh, and uh, those represent 87% of the white supremacist-related cases in which critical infrastructure was targeted. So most of that is specifically on power grids. Like that's that is that is what these uh, focus on. And the first case within this d data point range of 2016 to 2022 uh, uh, dates back to 2017, when a former Florida National Guardsman and the founder of uh, Atomoff and Division was arrested in Florida and charged with, um, you know, unlawful possession of explosive devices and explosive materials. Uh, they uh, this, one of one of one of this guy's roommates, who was also a f uh, a member of Adam Waffen, told uh, told jurors that this guy intended to target a number of different locations for explosive attacks using this material, including a Jewish synagogue, power lines, and a new and a nearby nuclear reactor site. Um, and this guy in his apartment had had uh, propaganda and and book materials on the functioning of nuclear reactors and other. Uh, power supply stuff so like you know it's these types of things that people study on and then plan out to do and what we're seeing more commonly now is a very intensive propaganda team putting together kind of manuals on how to do these types of things both both like in both for like to inspire you to do it but also like instruction manuals and like here's here's where you should shoot here's like here's how to actually do it and it's it's they're unfortunately designed quite well oh um, yeah and that's something that is newer. Uh, that is a, a, a direct product of the types of aesthetically driven uh, uh, propaganda that has flourished on sites like Telegram, and they're they're getting quite good at making propaganda. It's not just it's it's not just you know random yeah. random books strewn upon your apartment anymore. It's very well made documents on how to and do that's this that you can download online. So they, the three the three men who just pleaded guilty in February for their their conspiracy to attack um, power facilities, uh, one of those men, Jackson Saywall, in the um in the original complaint, it says you know, um, Cook had re recruited his friend Saywall to join the cause. From the outset, Cook believed Saywall's graphic design skills could be an asset to the group's propaganda effort. Yep. So he was recruited to the cell because he was good at graphic design. Now, I've read these manifestos. I would not say the graphic design is good, but it's certainly better than sort of a cut and paste scene, right? If there's yeah. a clear digital design element yeah. here. Um, and that's on purpose. And they know that that's how they're going to get eyes on this stuff. I mean, Robert, we, we both read all those manifestos in the last couple of days. Yep. They are certainly a step up. They are what they what they make me think of is when I first when I first got into reporting on extremism, it was because I went through every issue of like ISIS's magazine Dabiq right after the yeah. um, the Bataclan attacks. And it's number one, like there was when that Adam Waffen guy killed his roommates and it had, he had converted to Islam and was like very much um, into ISIS. There was this like surprise from people who don't think a lot about this stuff. But a lot of these guys had a lot of admiration for the way that ISIS put together their propaganda campaign, which included a lot of very detailed guides for how to do things like carry out rent vehicles and carry out vehicular attacks, right? Like this is, um, you know, we're this is the way terrorism works. And these guys are taking a little bit of a different tact. But again, not that, like as, as Molly pointed out, there were a number of ISIS-inspired attacks on power infrastructure, just didn't get a ton of... Of, yeah. of of play but like none of this is like all of this is is in line with the trends that we have seen globally in the way in which insurgent movements function yeah um, and i think you know yeah. this well-produced easily spread propaganda yeah. and these online networks that they created to spread this propaganda mean that we're not just you know we have these cases of these organized cells that got caught but it's not just organized cells that have the capacity to carry out these attacks because that, any idiot in a telegram group can open that manifesto with the detailed instructions for carrying out an identical attack. So and it, this it is called disseminates also, and becomes contagious. There's this there's this people talk about a lot online now about stochastic terrorism. And some of us here might be a little bit to blame to that. But I, a lot of times they're they're getting it wrong um, because what's sure. what. What these Nazis are doing, this is inspirational terrorism, which has been a thing for as long as terrorism has existed. Yeah. When Propaganda people, the I mean, that's why they have their calendar of saints, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And there's a lot of debate about, like, when to use stochastic terrorism. But kind of in my mind, when I tend to think it's appropriate is when the attempt is to kind of use the way algorithms on various sites on the Internet work to spread propaganda that's meant to cause, uh, that's meant to inspire attacks. Because that is, it's a type of inspirational terrorism but it, it's it's clearly a new evolution of it 
because of its reliance on those networks. But this is, again, we're getting into the weeds. Is there anything else you wanted to kind of get into here, Garrison? I mean, no, I, I kind of, I kind of wanted to wrap up by talking about some of the Terragram stuff. So I think we, we kind of, we kind of hit on a lot of stuff that I, that I wanted to mention. I mean, uh, in 2019, two years after that first, uh, that, 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 that first attack in 2017 and two years later, uh, a Bumeri man, uh, was, was arrested for planning to blow up power grid s- substations. He was a member of Adam Waffen. Um, and we already, we already, we already talked about a whole, we already talked about, uh, the two other kind of main incidents that are well known, uh, from 2020 and then stuff that is, that, that just got, um, uh, uh, uh there was, there, there was court cases as recently as fe- February, 2022, which we also mentioned in terms of the, their, their plans to take out power stations to then carry out assassinations. So th- those are the two other incidents that I wanted to mention. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's I think the, the the other kind of aesthetic similarity I think is that I think we actually are seeing some of the some of the recent Terragram stuff also take cues from not only like uh, ISIS and is- Islamic terrorism but also some of the types of um, anarchist writing that have that have uh, has gotten more popular since you know uh, ELF type stuff like we're I think we're seeing s- some of some of the aesthetic stylings feels very reminiscent of like early crime think. Um, some of it, some of it is, is similar to things around, um, the types of like eco-sabotage manuals that, that were, that were very popular in the nineties and two thousands. Um, you know, some of the techniques are very similar because both eco-terrorists and, uh, accelerationist Nazis both find value in attacking things like power and, uh, power, power substations, um, or you know, burning down five G towers. That's a big emphasis of this recent, like almost three hundred page uh, manifesto and in, in instruction manual. They focus a lot on how you know, in early twenty twenty, regular people felt inspired to burn down five G towers. People who are not otherwise extremists. And how how do we get people who are regular people to get to that point where they're willing to uh, damage public? infrastructure and that's kind of a lot what a, a lot of what that uh 300 page kind of manifesto slash manual tries to talk about mm-hmm. um anyway it sucks. it's uh well, it's, I guess, <laughs> if we, we want to end on on a hopeful note i, I think mm-hmm. i have at least sort of a small bright spot for us um it's in the Go original um affidavit for the search warrant into liam collins the the the, the head of the camp lejeune cell um so in that original affidavit for the search warrant, um, in his case, the FBI agent writing the affidavit says that they first started looking into Collins because he was doxxed in the Iron March leaks. Yes. So yes. They were, yeah. we were reading those doxes and they said, oh, wow, a Marine who's a Nazi, we should talk to him. So, you know, when doing this work in identifying these people from these leaks and sort of the, the slog of picking through, like, maybe this guy's a fucking nobody, but we will identify them so that our communities can keep an eye on them. That work matters. That work made it into Newsweek and it made it to the FBI. It's a weird filter system. But eventually this guy got caught before he committed a massive nationwide act of terror. So keep doxing Nazis. In, in it a, works. In a similar incident, there was an officer of the Lafayette Police Department that joined, I, be, I believe, this mm-hmm. this exact same terrorist cell that was then he doxxed a by witness. He, yeah, he was he was he was doxxed by anti fascists, and then he turned and snitched on his fellow Nazis. Um, right. So the investigation opened because of a dox, and they got a powerful cooperating witness because of another dox. It makes them nervous. If eyes are on them, they can't conduct covert operations. So keep doxing your local Nazis. No, I mean like it can it can literally be ex- like in in terms of these cells planning to do assassinations of people, it can actually save people's lives if these people yes. are actually serious and are willing to to carry out their plans that they are, you know, actively training for, actively preparing materials for. Um this type of work is is some of the most solid anti-fascist research that yeah. people have that yes. people have done. It absolutely saved lives. Yeah. I have no and- doubt about that. We'll continue to save lives. So dox Nazis and, you know, if if you're drunk out in the woods and one of your buddies says, hey, why don't we shoot a power substation? Don't do it. Just shoot cans. Just Just shoot cans. cans. Uh, Stop signs. It's the American Stop signs. 
expired fire extinguishers. Those are fun to shoot. Let me You're tell gonna you. You're going to make all of the yeah. anti people turn off this podcast in a fit of rage and then realize <laughs> that they're listening on a, a phone of soda. and then mm-hmm. have a moral crisis. So, yeah. 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 Uh, to the anti civ people who have built a radio out of sticks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then right. realize that podcasts don't come out through the radio. Tragic. Anyway, the episode's over. That's what you think, Robert. It Could Happen Here is a production of Cool Zone Media. For more podcasts from Cool Zone Media, visit our website, coolzonemedia.com, or check us out on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find sources for It Could Happen Here updated monthly at coolzonemedia.com slash sources. Thanks for listening. Happy Pride from Tomboy X, celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender-inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit-tested for all-day comfort in sizes 3 extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Bean Dad, The Dress, 30 to 50 Feral Hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus. And every week we take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who are they? What made them so notorious? How did the internet or the algorithm choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.